All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world, and you're a part of it wherever you are. We have a great show uh, ready for you today uh, on deck and all kinds of neat stuff. I don't even know what that neat stuff is yet, uh, but the first thing is is that we say shalom and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Malka, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. A lot of stuff going on in our in our fair country. Yes. Um, First thing is, is that something you're not going to hear about in the news is that tons of people are coming in now. This is, I call it the Kites Shel Achamim, or or the summer of VIPs, because everybody who's anybody that I like, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because because you're also- You're all important. You're Everyone all important out VIP. there. But here's what I'm trying to say, which is tons of people are showing up in Israel now. Just from here until Sukkot- there's just going to be just a constant flow well, of ho- people sure hope so, who, who, who haven't been here in like two years. Right. And so everybody's just like showing up right now. And so right. although, you know, they're talking about like that, that we're having like a sixth wave of COVID right now. So wait. So before the sixth wave yeah. of COVID before. OK, just like this, the, today I'm walking and and one of the one of the guys that works there at the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, the Martin Machpelat Suri, says to me, are you going to be around tomorrow? Uh, we've got a delegation from Moroccan diplomats coming Ooh. tomorrow. I'm like, okay. Uh, I just spoke right now with the with the CEO of the Yesha Council. He says to me, which is Judean Samaria, the Council of Judean Samaria. He's like, uh, Hungarian evangelicals are coming tomorrow. Wow. I'm like, okay. Hungarian and, evangelicals. And then I just I just have like tons of people coming, all kinds of folks. Uh, my friend uh, uh, Lily Cerrone brought Christians today. Oh wow! Uh, they were mostly from Canada, like Vancouver and stuff like huh. that. They were really cool people. They were really cool. There was one guy, black. His name was Daniel. He's a cook. He knew the Bible by heart. He was just in. Th- he had dreadlocks. He was enthralled by wow. uh, by everything that we were talking about. So cool <clears throat> for him. Like was it was like to touch Abraham. Wow! It was so fun. And just people are coming in. Tomorrow morning, I have VIPs. But first, at 7 a.m., I have already to, to, I have to tour uh, a soldiers, a soldier group of uh, people getting their um, office, their officer training wow. course and all kinds of stuff like that. So so just, just an intense summer of lots and lots of people coming. Now, this is uh, how did, uh, not instead of, not in lieu of, um, despite... Yes. Two things, which you started saying right now, which is the first thing is that uh, there's that's my new ring. I, got, I hate it. I got, <laughs> I'm I like I I dread the thought that I'm gonna have to live with that ring. Uh, you you may not have to live yes. live with that ring, okay? But I I was just experimenting experimenting because along with many other things that are happening in life, I also had to take a deep breath. Yes. And do a deep dive and and actualize my new phone. Because I went from my Samsung 10 Plus Note 10 Plus to a Samsung S22 Ultra. Wait, so is that 12? Wait, is that's that not. It's not 12. It's, it's 12 not 12 exa- more. No, than... they skipped from 10 to 20 and whatever. Then there was a 21, and there there was wow. a and there was a 20. And this is the 22. Who cares? But the point is, is like migrating a phone, even with all the stuff that they've done for to make it easier. And moving, especially from a Samsung to a Samsung, is like a lot easier than other things. Uh. But like, but like, okay, it's still a big thing, and you have to. Do you know? Do you know what the biggest trick is? Do you you know, really use your phone a lot. I use my phone a lot. My phone is my friend, and we all use our phones a lot. We all use our phones a lot. And so I had this issue, Maka. Do you know what was a really challenging issue with the phone? What? If you use two-step verification, 
and you have an authenticator code uh, machine, an, an app, an authenticator app, then switching to a new phone's authenticator app and turning off the old authenticator app and letting like Facebook and Twitter like know that you've moved phones it is it is actually kind of hard i think i just i think i just planned my whole shabbos menu while you were talking about that <laughs> tip pro tip from ishai yeah. the main way to do it is to simply tell facebook or twitter that you're turning off two-step two verification then turn it back on again in the new place in the new place and then start again okay so that was Thank that. You for that yes okay so there's vips yeah there is new phone very important phones very important phones then there is uh, a little thing called school closures because right now our kids are not in school, not because, not because of COVID, yes, and not because of some kind of lockdown, not kind of some kind of oh, oh, there's you know, not because of some Iranian, uh, you know, nuclear threat right. or and not or because rockets, it's the end of school. not because it's the end of school, but rather because of a school teachers strike, the yes. teachers union is striking. I do feel for them a little bit. I always feel like education should get more money right now i'm not a national budgeter okay i understand that there's a lot of considerations about how they budget stuff but these are the people who are like teaching the children isn't that important that seems important these are the other these are the people i just the people i just think that you can show them the way you know you have to let them lead let the children lead you know what i'm saying let the children's laughter Remind you of how you used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Show them all the beauty that they have inside. Is that a song? Give them a sense of pride. That's right. <laughs> kids need that, but our kids... Oh, on top of that, so our kids are off of school. Yes. Which is... Forcibly off of school. Which is which is partially infuriating. I, I have taken the position... Oh, what do you mean partially? Where, where are you? Where are you? I'm you're at, here uh, infuriated. You're sitting here. You're like walking through the house infuriated. No. You're saying I was out. I was out and about today. Yeah, That's you're like, true. oh, I'm going to come home early. Blah, blah, blah. When did you come home today? Not early. Yeah, no. Or you not came home at six o'clock. Yeah, which is not early. That's correct. That's right. Um, okay, so there's that. Plus yeah. our uh, son's yes. uh, pet. Hamster. Hamster. Beasley. Beasley. Uh, uh, He's gone to the great hamster wheel in the sky. <laughs> This is our first pet death. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a good pet. He and was actually a really good pet. You know what? He was a friend through Corona. Yes. We got him during Corona and yeah. when the kids needed a pal. Yeah. And then he, and he would, and he, he, you know what? I knew that something was wrong with him recently. Did you? You know what it was? What? I like just noticed. I'm like, he's not running on the wheel at oh, nights. Really? I'm like, yeah, I think. I and he was had sitting a feeling. out in front. I was like, I wonder, not like this week, I think I was asking myself, like, I wonder how much more he'll live. Because if you Google it, which I did when we got a hamster. Yeah. You'll find out that hamsters only live maximum like two years. Right. So it's not a like, it's not a goldfish, right? But it's not like a long living animal. Right. So he, he, he passed away today it uh, and it was sad. And we did a serious... A funeral for him, and we and we dug a, a little a little grave well, in the hills. We of didn't Judea. do it; the son, our son did. Uh, yeah, he it was dug his a grave for his own little hamster. That's right. And he's ten, almost eleven. That's right. And he and he and he uh, put to rest. And it uh, was it was Beasley. It was sad. I may or may not have shed a tear. 
it was it was a beautiful ceremony and it was real and and it was uh and he was our friend he was you wrapped friend. it beautifully in like in like paper a, in like so, a nice so that it would like biodegrade you know into the yeah and into, into, the into the soil of, of judea i was happy for him though you yeah. know to be so loved as <clears> like a rodent and he happened to pass away exactly in the, the, the day that there was no school so elazar was here right and it was uh, another auspicious day yes today. yes it was that I want to thank you that you sent a link out to people because I was not paying attention. Uh, I'm not sure which chapter is it. Chapter eight, chapter six in the book of Esther, Megillat Esther. Yeah. You will find the story of how they they catch Haman, right? It's, it's finally over. They hang him, right? Haman is about to destroy the Jewish people. He doesn't do it because Esther comes in and she swoops in and she saves the day and she tells Achashverosh about his horrible plan and and then Achashverosh is like hang him on the thing hang him on the thing that was for Mordechai and then Esther is like we'll take back the decree against the Jewish people and he's like I cannot do that the king says Achashverosh says I cannot take back the decree right, because, because once, once it's, it's written signed, it's written it's if it's signed in my ring that's it and of course that is a uh, in, great, in great contradiction to God, who accepts teshuvah, uh, is is merciful and and accepts repentance. The king's like, sorry, I, I wrote yes. it, even though even though it was back then under that Nazi uh, uh, advisor of mine, which I was totally with. Uh, yep, can't. I mean, I'm totally against that now. Really, I'm with you, but like, sorry, that's like. So then, then Esther and Mordechai have to put their heads together, right? And they figure out that they're gonna write a letter. That tells the Jews that they can defend themselves. Right. Yes. They can fight. Okay. There's going to be fine. There's going to be, which is interesting. There's a, I'm sure there's a great much uh, commentary on that. Like, what do you mean? Tell them they can defend themselves as opposed to telling them they're not allowed to defend themselves. And what if they don't listen to your decree? I, I so think it's an interesting law. I think more importantly is that, is that instead of canceling the war, it's like, no, you're going to have to fight it. Right. It's and like, the Goyim are also just like, we're coming. Like we're not. It's not like they're like. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't do this. I, th- I think the they're right like, word yes, is the will. the pro Amalekite uh, faction of right. the Goyim. Okay, it wasn't like all the Goyim because right, it says literally that many Goyim, you know, oh, converted because conver- they became, were so yeah, in, beca- uh, yeah, they became awe. part of the thing. So there were some, you know, there was the pro Amalekite faction uh, and their supporters, the uh, would be Amalekites, uh, the pro Amalekites, and they came out to fight. But the Jews were like. It's go time. We're ready for this, okay? And then they came out to, to, uh, to, 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 to rumble. Right, but before the rumble, there was the letter. Right. And the letter was put out on the 23rd of the Jewish month of Sivan. Right. Which is today. Yes. As we're recording the show. Yes. So you sent out a really, I don't know who put it together, but yeah. somebody put together a very beautiful um, prayer and it included lighting candles for Esther and Mordechai, which are still um, here on our table. We have That's a right. candle lit for Esther and a candle lit for Mordechai. And there was some Tehillim, different psalms that you had to say, and the special prayer um, that you could say that they that you know they they wrote. And they were just like, you say all these things, and then you can ask Hashem. You know, it's a very auspicious day. You can ask for what's in your heart, what it is that you need, what it is that you're really davening for inside. And I just thought it was really great. I w- it was also very empowering, I felt, to go back into the book of Esther. Right. There is a spirit that comes out around Purim time. And you feel it in Purim and then you keep going with your life, you know, because you got after Purim, you got Pesach and you got Shavuot, you no, got Lachbomer. 
<clears throat> it's because of Passover. Right. So, you get busy. so the day after, after pa- pa- right. you get Purim, busy with like, other stuff. Right. But but it reminded me that there's like a spirit that comes out around Purim time. Yeah. Which is like a, I don't know. How would you describe it, Yishai? Like a like a like a. It's a fighting like spirit. Like a fighting spirit, yeah. but like a victorious spirit. Right. It's like it's like uh, for a time such as this. Yeah. It just we're, feels we're, we're like, there. like we can do it. You know right. what I mean? We're like we can go and we can do it and Hashem is with us. <clears throat> Speaking of... I Which just, is a, a good feeling to have <laughs> right about now also because the country is about to go back to elections. It looks oh, wait, like, wait, wait. Don't, pre- don't presage it just one second. Oh, sorry. I was just about to say, like, okay, so I was like, my new cell phone. Oh, yeah. Many VIPs and people in the country. School's out. Beasley passed away. Yep. 23rd of Sivan victorious feeling and there's also this little thing <laughs> which is that the government of israel the coalition just fell just fell apart just fell apart in a kind of surprise way uh they just kind of like I, I, there must have been super drama behind the scenes but they just kind of gave up and it, in part we it is the weirdest thing really weird partially it's because this is so strange this is like it's so i, I can't there's something like mystical. I came up with that. Mystical. It's like mystical, theological. Okay, mystical. I came up with that just now for you, okay? That really one of the reasons this government fell is because the Judea and Samaria law did not pass. And that right. was just like. You mean the law in which we um, extend Israel's military and like, like certain kinds of of military presence. sovereignty that's but right. it's not just military sovereignty because that would have stayed anyway it it's more like certain other things that come in like the postal service like Kupan the medical, Colleen, that's the right, medical, the medical services like right. social security israel social security like certain things that are like quote-unquote regular israel that extend rights and police uh presence and who, things that, and who that, voted that against serve it? all israeli citizens including jews living in judea and samaria but we have technically not applied our full sovereignty to these areas and so it's under like police and military jurisdictions so if they they didn't pass this thing and so like the police jurisdiction and all the like regular israel stuff was supposed to like disappear and we were supposed to just be a military uh territory of israel right instead it's quasi normal through this law and the whole left-wing faction of israel voted to keep Judea and Samaria under the law of Israel, its extension of the this like this like semi extension of, of Israeli law over Judea and Samaria, so th- and many of them are against that, but they voted for it because of the coalition because they were in the coalition. So like Meretz, who hates Judea and Samaria, wants to get rid of it. So upside down, voted for it, and the whole right wing, the nationalist voted against uh, the it. nationalist camp, which is sitting in opposition. And to them, the rights of Jews in Judea and Samaria are paramount, voted against the law in order to topple the government. And so really it was. Okay. And so the government, which, which cannot operate in this way that it like, that, that, that has this folly under its, uh, its, its mandate that it's no longer able to 
uh, like millions of citizens, million citizens will suddenly not have Israeli law. One out of every ten Israelis. One out of ten Israelis. That's right. So anyway, my point to you is that is that like, One it's of like every nine, yeah. there's like such an absurdity out there. It's there's so it's so weird that the the this coalition could become a right wing. This government, this Knesset, could become a right wing coalition in no time if they would all just forget about the fact that they hate Netanyahu. And well, one could say though, Ishai. One. I'm not. Could say, I'm not saying. Say. I didn't. Say, I didn't say that they don't have a reason to hate Netanyahu. Yeah, but one could also say like Netanyahu could is step one out of the way. Person, all he has right. to do is like go on a little vacay, and like everything works out. Right. But he won't budge. They won't budge. Right. So yeah. And in the and in the middle of it is actually this other little thing called the state of Israel, which you're supposed to serve and defend and make a government for. But I, you know what? I'll tr- I'll tell you the truth. The people that that are in our Knesset are many of them are egotistical, self centered, and all that kind of stuff. But you know what though? It's not their fault. It's the system. The system. Right, it's a system. It's a system th- this this type of coalition government where everybody matters. You know, to to like you you need like every. You know, th- it's more like their personal party. friendships are more important than like yeah, the yeah. massive will it just, of the people. It just becomes a, a, a it's a it's a very math people's game. This whole thing, there's many stats, like, stats. It's like a game. It's always a constant like game of who is and who isn't part of the coalition, who votes with and votes against. It's just it's just an endless and therefore makes everybody super important at every point because it's like 60 seats and every person needs to vote. And then one person says, I'm not voting with you. He becomes the right. person of the hour. And then you have to woo him with money and all kinds right. of it's, it's just it's, it's, it's a system set out for hyper egotistical people. And therefore, anyway, so our, our, our ruling coalition has now uh, fallen we may go to elections. We may uh, see just a new coalition forming. Who that's knows? That's also an option, by the way. That's right. It's an option. An option is that they could regroup and make an, a coalition that will work. That's right. Before that's elections. Right. Monka, uh, before we go on, just before, I don't want to forget. Uh, so you were saying some beautiful stuff. And thank you for talking about the 23rd of Sivan. And so uh, you're probably going to be listening to this a little bit afterwards. And still, though, uh, still, though, my friends, especially those who are part of the International Torah Congregation or the International Torah Community, which I am getting people writing to me all the time saying, you know, I really like that term. I like, I like, you know, I like to think of myself as part of the International Torah Community. Somebody wrote to me community instead of congregation. I thought to myself, that's really good. What do you think about that, Monk? International like, yeah, yeah, Torah sweet. Community. Sweet. The ITC, the ITC <laughs> out there is the International Torah Community. So I like to I like to help people think about the part people part of the international Torah community. I like people to think uh, about this thing, which is okay. This letter, this decree for the Jews to fight, uh, and and let's all concentrate on that idea, and let's concentrate on the idea of of also that that this twenty third of Sivan is a day that is auspicious for breaking bad decrees. And, and, and I'll go psychological for a second. Many of those bad decrees that we have in our lives are our own bad decrees, things that we don't believe in ourselves, things that we don't believe we can change, or things that we don't believe will change. And so it's a day to like rip up decrees and, and write good decrees, write that we will fight, we will go forward. Uh, and I just want to put that out there that, nice. that, uh, that that's something that the ITC folks uh, can think about and concentrate on uh, this week. And, and there are people who actually make sermons 
there are people, Maka, who listen to our show uh, and make like sermons that help that help them think about the sermons that they give in different places in the world. So let me read to you an email from uh, one Ryan. Okay. Who writes, Yishai, good morning. Oh, My name is Ryan from Colorado. And I identify myself with the international Torah community. Wow, that's awesome. I really, I'm so that's happy so about beautiful. that. I have been following your show for five years now. This is the first wow, time I've attempted. five years. This is the first time I've attempted to communicate with you. I've been friends with Jeremy and Ari since 2008. Uh, and now uh, I'm currently following them with a the fellowship. That's nice. Uh, and soon I will be hosting uh, Jeremy and Tahila Gimpel uh, and family this summer because they're going to be on a road trip. Uh, you and Malka are a dream team. Aww. You should be very proud of what you guys have put together. Thank you. This October, I will be coming to Israel uh, with just two others to spend time with Jeremy and Ari at the Ari Goat Farm. I'll be visiting the cave of, my, of the patriarchs and matriarchs. Truthfully, uh, uh, Ryan, you write Tomb of the Patriarchs. That is a no-no. As we it's say, just not complete. As we say here, Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, don't be throwing away the matriarchs. No problem. I forgive you. <laughs> and hoping to see you, possibly have you as our tour guide at the site. You bet. You got it. You just you just communicate with me and I'll be ecstatic uh, to tour you. Possibly visit with you while I'm in town. Currently, I'm putting an itinerary together and came across this Airbnb in Hebron that I would like to get your take on it. Uh, so I'm going to click on this, but I think... Um, Oh, it says in Kirat Arba. I have to click on this, but I think it should be fine if it's in Kirat Arba. It would be great. I don't know it myself, all, but I'll we ask. We haven't seen it. Yeah. Yishai, yeah. I hope this is not too much to ask to get your feedback on, but also I would welcome recommendations for someone uh, to help us travel to and from the Arugot Forum, Jerusalem, etc., uh, but are not needing a tour guide necessarily. I recommend, if possible, to rent a car and to drive yourself. I really do recommend that. There's nothing like driving a car in a foreign country. You you just become part of the land. But if but you're also, not a driver, there are, there are cab drivers and things also. Absolutely, and I you I'll, can arrange with them. You know, uh, sometimes even just straight from the airport, you can be like, "Listen, I'm going to need somebody here and there to do this and that." Right. You, yeah. We had a we had a it cost, guest. I just want to say, it cost about like five hundred dollars a day for a full days of. Does a, it that much? Yeah. For if you want like a full days busing around of your own, you know, private bus that type of thing, eighteen hundred shekels, uh-huh. something like that. Maybe a little bit less sometimes. Depends on the quality. That's the, for a the, bus. Like a minibus, like a 19 uh-huh. people, like one of these Mercedes, uh, uh-huh. you know, vans that are nice black vans. Um, I just met a driver and I'm like, this is a really good driver. And the van was this like really nice van. And I could tell there's something different about the driver. Bottom line is he's like a rich guy who had a giant house in L.A., moved to Israel, doesn't need to work. And he just likes driving people? And he people? just likes driving people. Get out of here. I'm telling you, he showed me pictures of his house here and there. What? He just drives people around for fun? To, he, like, makes a little likes, money? Yeah, and he likes to, like, be active. And he likes go to go see places. stuff and yeah. see people? Yeah. What? I'm telling you, people are... That's, that's uh, cool. He showed me pictures of his house in, in L.A. I was like, uh-oh. That was... It was, wow. like, a oh, mansion. Good for him. Yeah, and he's, like, he's a... He's, he said to me, he goes, do you think I need this? I don't need this at all. What? Like he said to me. I'm like, okay. I've never heard of that. I'm telling you. That's really cool. I'm telling you. So anyway, uh, let me just finish this up, um, uh, this letter from Ryan, who, and he's writing, so we can get you, I can definitely get you a, a good van. I have I have on my phone a lot of drivers, but I also have a few entries that says good driver, and that's my good drivers. He says, um, listen to this, Maka, listen to this. Again, my regular routine in following your show is typically early Thursday mornings either on my 90-minute trip north to Denver or on my trip back home. 
which I find some amazing Torah insights for the Sabbath and Torah-led teaching I have been leading for the past seven years. Wow. I thank you for what you do and very much look forward to meeting you, possibly Malka, on my next trip to Israel at the end of October. You, your family, and teaching light are t- and your f- and your teaching light to the nations are in my prayers often. Aww. Do look forward to hearing from you in the near future. Shalom, Ryan. That means so much. What thank a- you for those prayers. You see that? I love that. Let me. Speaking of prayers, I want to tell you something. So today, I was with Gentiles, yes, non-Jews, self-identified Christians, great folks, and we had a great time. And I finished off, and I went to like, and there's this guy named Ronen, and he. Like just get what he does is he gives out food and blessings to like people next to Marat and Machpelah. What do you mean, like for free? Yeah, he's like That's a, nice, yeah. like a hospitality yeah. type guy. And I sit there sometimes because close to Marat and Machpelah, chill out. Sometimes he gives me something, That's a cup nice. of coffee or something. We just have a nice time. And he's really nice, and he's breast love, and he's smart. And and he says to me, I said to him, I said to him, you know, there are people who think. I I said to him, do you know that every time I post a picture of me touring non-Jews. In Marat Machpelah, there's somebody that writes on my Facebook page, one of many people who are like, Yishai Fleischer is bringing missionaries to Israel. And I said to him, I said to him, did you see these people? Did you see them? Did you see their eyes? They're here to connect with the story of Israel. It's such a shame to turn nice people into like enemies like that. It's, it's not only is it a shame. These are people who want to connect to Hashem. There are people like you. What's it called? Just, What's it called when you just... don't have self confidence? What's it called when you, when you when you're like inferiority? Yeah, inferior. Yeah, it's like stop being so inferior. People are coming to you to share light and truth and Torah and Israel, and don't you be worried about such wonderful people so often. And maybe you know what? And maybe there's one out of ten who in their heart wants to convert you. Okay, big deal. I got people all around me in Hebron that just want to plain old kill me. Well, it's not okay to try to convert Jews no, to, no, it's not. to other religions. No, it's not. But I'm not afraid. I'm not, it's, it's not okay. And it's not okay to want to kill Jews. It's not okay to want to convert Jews. It's not, okay, it's not okay to, you know, it's not okay. By the way, I gave my line today. I said to, to them again, this is so great, Maka, you got to use this. I, I speak to them. Somebody asked me some question about Christianity. And I said, well, you know what, folks? You know what I always say in these situations? Let's agree. And everybody's like, to disagree. And I'm like, nope. I said to them, you don't need to agree to disagree. You just disagree. <laughs> I said, let's agree to agree. Let's agree to talk about the things that bring us together. Let's agree to talk about Abraham. Something that we all care about. The path of Abraham. Everybody's like this. Everybody's nodding. Yes. Yes. That's it. We went on from there. You know? And uh, anyway, what can I tell you, Maka? You know, there are just there are people that are like, there, and, and, and by the way, these are people who are not rich. They're people who are spending their two weeks instead of going to Acapulco, yeah. okay, or going to, I don't where know. they can where. probably get a deal on like Priceline or something. They come to Israel on an expensive ticket and stay in an expensive hotel and like they come here because they believe in something. Right. <clears throat> because they want to connect to the Jewish people and they want to connect to the land of Israel and they want to con- connect to the story of Abraham and, and, uh, and I think those people are just amazing. I think those people are just amazing. They're, they are opting in. You know, a Jewish person who comes to the land of Israel, that is really beautiful and that's really special. And that should happen, right? But like, we're like born into this. P- there are other people who could easily choose something else. Like you said, Acapulco. And they can, you know, they have their, their mega worship center 
you know, 15 miles from their house and they can go do their worship there. But they schlep all the way out here and they make major investments. And like they're, you know, it's not like they have a cousin who's going to bail them out if like, you know, something happens to their Airbnb or something. They're like, they're coming out here and, you know, they're making a major halfway around the world trek to a culture that is not their culture, to a land that is not their land. And they're like coming to see it and be and just touch it and like see if they can soak something in. And and, uh, I think that those people are just gorgeous. I love I love them when I when I see them in Israel, I'm always like, you are just the best. Of course, I want to reiterate there is this special place in hell for a person who wants to take a Jew away from the faith and the one true God and and implant him into some foreign worship system and and murder his soul but that's not really what we're talking about what we're talking about is all the wonderful people who just don't want that at all and that what they really want yeah they are non-jews they are non-jews and they are they are sometimes christians and they are sometimes all kinds of stuff and they come from the place that they come from and from the from the way in which they were raised and they you know they just want to be inspired and it's really beautiful that they that they seek that out like that. Mako, today's show is sponsored by Ari Silverman, my good friend. And it's funny that we're uh, we're uh, I remember Ari Silverman this week specifically. Uh, he's my good friend. He lives in Spain right now. Uh, and uh, some time ago, it was exactly on this Shabbat that I visited him when he was living in Amsterdam. Wow! How do I know? How do you know? I, as you know, I don't remember things that well, dates and things like that. Right. I'm not like your grandma who remembers like Every, May like 1942, we would have taken to the ago. camps and all that kind of stuff. She remembers exactly which date. Like, it's not like that. How do I remember every year that I was with Ari Silverman on this Shabbat? How do, you, how do I remember that? Because this Shabbat is Parshat Korach. Parshat Korach has in it the stick of Aaron which amongst the other uh, uh, staffs were taken to the tent of meeting next to the Ark of the Covenant. And then his staff, Aaron's staff, flowered with the almond flower and came brought out almonds, thereby proving that Aaron was the chosen one. And this was after a horrific fight between competitors to, to, to Moses who said Korach? Who said we were gonna? We're we're supposed to be the the priests, and I'm supposed to be the high priest, and not him. And we're supposed to be the chosen ones, and not these guys. And like a whole horrible fight in the camp. And one of the ways that this whole fight was uh, was figured out, what what the truth is, what, what how it was settled, it was settled because Aaron's staff flowered. And I remembered how shocked I was when I realized, like the flower. I mean, you want to talk about peace? Peace is not the the olive branch. I don't know how the olive branch becomes peace. The real way to describe well, it's because peace, because the little the little dove brings the olive branch, which is peace between man and the, God. Which is God is like, okay, I forgive you and I let you live again. But if you want the peace between like a peace of that really sim- symbolizes like the end of conflict between peoples, I think that great one is the almond of the staff of uh, the almond flower and, and almond that 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 shoots out of the staff of Aaron. Why do I remember that connected to Amsterdam and to Ari Silverman? It's because I was with Ari in Amsterdam. One of the things about Amsterdam is the flower market. Mm. 
I remember being in that flower market and being like shocked and wowed at the just magnitude sh- and beauty and, and, and like effervescent life. Like, like, wow. And it was exactly that Parsha. And I remember, you know, looking at my Chumash being like, oh, wow. Like I can feel the flower power. <laughs> I could feel the flower, flower power. power, you know, I could feel the flower power and the peace power of, of, uh, uh, of the of the is it it I'm, I'm sorry is it was it tulips what is the famous flower over there of, in the, of Amsterdam yeah it's tulips. like yeah I think tulips right and it was just like wow and Van Gogh the whole thing Van Gogh Van Gogh I remember I learned that it was Van Gogh and Geld uh, Automaten that means the cash machine uh-huh. uh, like automatic guilt anyway uh, so today Ari Silverman my good friend uh, is dedicating the show to his father very nice and brother. Uh, Andy and Joey Silverman, uh, whose names in Hebrew are is Avraham Yoel ben Mordechai and uh, Chaim Menachem Yosef ben Avraham Yoel. Uh, so Avraham Yoel is the dad, uh, Dr. Silverman. He's a great doctor uh, and gives a lot of people opportunities to have, uh, he's a, a, also a fertility doctor and a great doctor uh, in this world, uh, Avraham Yoel ben Mordechai and Chaim Menachem Yosef ben Avraham Yoel. Uh, Andy and Joey. So, uh, Mazal Tov. May Mazal Tov. You, may you have flower power in your life. Yes. Uh, in America, by the way, or outside of the land of Israel, today's Torah portion is Shlach. So, if you want to hear more about Shlach, go to last week's show. I'm doing it on the Israeli calendar version, uh, and uh, because that's what the international Torah community needs. They need <laughs> they need the Torah from Zion. Uh, but in any case, Mazal Tov to Andy uh, and Joey and Silverman, and God bless you, Ari, and thank you so much for uh, being part of the show and being part of uh, of our lives. God bless yes. you. Yes. Speaking of life, Malka, uh, you were at uh, a uh, a henna party. You were at a what's it called? What, what was a the Achina? Achina, that's right. Achina in Hebrew is is Achina, but uh, but in English it's henna. I went to my first Achina. Like a Yemenite, Yemenite bride party. So there, the Moroccans have it, and there are other groups that have it. But the the Yemenites also have it. And um, my friend, our former neighbor in Malaysia team, her daughter, who was like a t- young teenager when we were living with her, is now a full on grown up person, and she is getting married to another grown up person. And her mom, who I remain friends with, um invited me to her daughter's engagement Mm -hmm. and I was pretty excited right because I'm Hungarian and we don't like have interesting cultural special unique cultural moments like that like we're it's a wonderful culture it's beautiful but you know to to be able to go to something that the word exotic is not the right word but like Maka I want you to know that I'm married to a Hungarian lady yeah. She is quite exotic, I'll tell you that much, okay? <laughs> quite exotic. Because I'm like, what do we have, paprika? Like, what is it that we're bringing to the table? But anyway, the Yemenites have this china party. So I was super excited, and I went. Um, I asked around first some people to find out, like, what even happens at this thing. And it was so cool. They made all this, like, delicious food. And they wore <coughs> these, like, um, caftans. And these cool hats with um, like hoods with um, coins. And then the Kala, the the bride comes out and they're like banging drums and they're like, la, 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 and they're doing all this stuff. And she comes out wearing like the giant, tall, pointy 
hat with uh, red and white flowers around the edge and like all these coins and jewels on it. And she's like bedecked in all these silver jewelry. I learned so much here. I'm going to pass on to you some of the stuff. Okay. First, I learned that Ashkenazim are square, but I didn't really learn that. I already knew that Two, Just kidding. That was a joke Two, though. Not a joke. Though not a joke at all yeah. Two, um, what I actually really learned is that um, Hina is an acronym. Oh. Did you know that? I did not. Chet Nun Hey. Yeah. Chala Nida Hadlikat Nerot. Mm-hmm. It stands for all, like the, the three major mitzvahs of the woman. Is that cool? Go ahead. I Explo- thought that was really cool. Okay, Chala the... making bread yeah. um, and taking the Hafashat Chala, which is, means extracting... Uh, ripping off a piece of the dough and preparing it and bringing it to one day, bringing it to the Kohen um, as part of uh, the Jewish nation's support of the priestly tribe um, who is um, dedicated, who has dedicated itself to service of the Jewish people. So they're not like working in business so much. So the Jewish people are supporting them. And part of how we support them is we feed them. So the, through this bread, but uh, today we don't give the dough. We still do this practice and we say a blessing on, on when you have a certain amount of dough that you make, you're obligated to take off a piece and burn it in remembrance of that practice that we did, but also in preparation for that practice that we will do. Good. So that's one. Then there's Nita, which is, I'm not going to go into the details for those people who don't know, but there's a whole series of laws of, um, they call it family purity laws, but it has to do with um relations between husbands and wives and how to keep that kosher and uh and, and the uplifted. menstruation cycle right and all that uh, all those things to do with uh, ladies and then there's hadlikat nerot which is lighting shabbos candles lighting um lighting uh holiday candles and all the you know it's like the keeping of the in, in a certain way jewish women are not obligated to the clock um we're not obligated to to pray at set times and things like that and we're not obligated in several mitzvot that are involved with like what time it is of the day and yet the the lighting of the candles is like a real timekeeper mm-hmm. for the jewish people it's mm-hmm. like from week to week from holiday to holiday so those are the things so china what else did i learn this was i thought this was really interesting they brought some lady i think they hired her they brought some lady who like sang these like Yemenite songs and like played this like drum thing right and she kind of was like the um not narrator what's the the master of ceremonies mistress of ceremonies the MC. so she said you'll notice that the bride is dressed they had her in two outfits there might have been a third outfit but i had to go it was 11 o'clock at night i think there might have been a third outfit but i made it to two outfits so one is the big tall hat and the other was like a flatter hat with like more coins hanging down kind of thing. And she said, you'll notice that the brides, all the brides jewelry is silver, not gold. She said, you will not find a piece of jewelry, which is 100% gold coming out of Jewish Yemen. You ever heard that? No. Why? I don't know. Because of the sin of the golden calf. Uh-huh. She's like, we don't like, we refuse to wear pure gold as a result of that. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. That was so amazing. And they're dancing. Oh, 
So then they're mixing the henna. Now, the only thing that I didn't get that I that I I'm going to ask my friend, I still haven't gotten to talk to her about it. I don't understand what the henna is actually for. Now, in like Moroccan and maybe I think Indian um, ceremonies, like the henna is this like whole people know henna is this like intricate design thing where they like draw beautiful um, designs and pictures on your hands right. and on your feet. So that is not what happens in this case. In this case, they just plunk a big blob of of henna on your palm. And then they covered it with like a beautiful, like they tied this like pad onto my hand so that I could, so that you can like walk around. Right. Uh, and not get it all over yourself. And it's look, it looks like mud kind of. It looks like a, a more like, um, like a maybe more planty mud. Yeah. And they just squished it onto your hand. And then I had to go. So I like drove home. Luckily I have this awesome pad thing so I didn't get over my steering wheel. Um, and my hand is orange. My palm of my hand is still orange. Yeah. From the from the henna, but it was just it was so nice, and you know the grandmother's there, and the the mother of the groom is there. It's like a lady party. Uh-huh. But they brought in the groom, like a couple times, like he was oh, he on was around. site. It was on site, yeah. And they bring him out also in like a Yemenite clothes, but he like is not like he's not really the interesting one like people are not there to see the groom although they do pictures together like the bride and groom they take their henna picture together also her the bride's parents uh the bride's father and and grandfather were there and they are like i've heard rabbi ronen he does beautiful yemenite davening uh, prayer i've heard him in the past like yeah. he really cares about the tradition of like the specifically yemenite prayer and 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 the way it sounds and and the things that they focus on so it was funny to me to see that they that he was also wearing a caftan and they had him in this like little turban hat type thing with these like huge long fake payas coming out <laughs> And I didn't know. Sidelocks. Yeah. Now, Pais, you know, you, all of you have probably know what this is. The sidelocks, the hair, right? And there's different styles and everything. And this rabbi, who is a very, very pious person, doesn't have like. Sidelocks. Like long sidelocks. He, you know, has like what would be considered today like a pretty conventional, regular haircut. Mm -hmm. Western haircut. And they had him in this like long, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, what is, they bring him out in this thing, like is, fake payas. Do you have pictures of this? I have a video, yeah. Oh my God. I, I have a video. I didn't even get and they, to see they were all smiles. They were all smiles. Everyone it was in the best like mood. And there's these trays with candles on them. And wow. It was just, uh, it was such a cool opportunity. I was very happy to have had the opportunity to go witness that and to be a part of that. And uh, and to see like this like very strong family, oh, right? Yeah. This strong family that comes from a strong culture. Yes. And I think that a lot of us today were like trying to re-access Judaism. Like we come from a past in which maybe some of the ties were a little bit broken and we're trying to like fix it. You know, like I'll talk for myself now and I'm sure not all of our listeners, all many of our listeners have very strong traditions that they come from. But me, I come from like a family that wasn't so religious for a couple generations. So we lost a lot. And so now I'm trying to raise a Jewish family and to do it in a nice Jewish way 
And to be authentic about it, like to take on Yemenite customs is like a little inauthentic for me, right? Like to go make a, a henna for my daughter when she's going to get married seems a little and, and not. Yet, and yet you have henna on your hands. Yeah, I have henna on my, well, I was a participant. Yeah. And I was like the only Ashkenazi person almost. I think there was one other person. So I, I'm very proud to have been um, allowed into the henna club. That's awesome. But anyway, my point is that like to noise? see. Did you do the thing? A little Did bit. You, let me hear the, it. Come on. La, 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 la. <laughs> the point is that. Maki, you're looking, that you're looking see, secret Yemenite. Yeah. There. To see people who know exactly what they come from. Mm -hmm. Who are children of people who also know exactly what they come from. And for a thousand years backwards. They know they like they have these traditions which they personally taught to each yeah. other down the line. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really lovely to witness. I was a little jealous, not in an Ayn Hara way. Right. Okay, not in an Ayn Hara way, but I was just like, wow, like what a privilege to be from something like that. Yep, that's absolutely right, Malka. And yet at the same time, we have been given the privilege to reconnect that's with right. Jerusalem with Hebron and with the, the spirit of the rebirth of the Jewish people in the land of Israel. Uh, God also, uh, it is, it is a great privilege to know exactly what you're coming from, but it's a, it's a great privilege to refine it out and right. to relearn it and to also bring in the spice of, of the, um, of the stuff that we've right. learned. Cause Hashem is very smart. <laughs> yeah. And if he made you the kind of person who doesn't know exactly what your traditions were back a millennium or two, it's, it wasn't a mistake. He didn't mess it up. You're not messed up. No. You didn't mess it up. No. That's also part of the plan. That's right. All right, folks. I want to thank you, Malka Fleischer, for joining us very much. I also want to thank uh, the folks that make this show happen. Uh, Prohibition Pickle. They do a great job at making Ashkenazi. Yemenite people love Ashkenazi food. Right now, I am a little bit off of, uh, of uh, Ashkenazi-type food. I'm a little bit off my Cleansing. beloved salami and all these things. I'm a little bit of an, in a cleanse, but you don't have to be, okay? <laughs> and I don't recommend that you overdo it either Either way. But in any case, a Prohibition Pickle will make your Shabbos awesome and delightful. Uh, and just check out their great website, prohibitionpickle.co.il. I also want to thank uh, jewishpress.com for putting out our show every single week. Uh, they do a great job of putting out our show. Uh, and uh, they also put out a, a wonderful email, which I read almost every day, called Jewish Express, which is the uh, one of the best short, uh, concise emails that you can get about the news out of Israel and the Jewish world. So I highly, I highly recommend JewishPress.com. Um, and for those of you who are biblically inclined and want to see news from a biblical perspective, check out uh, Israel365.com. And they do a great job at putting out... Um, uh, news from a biblical perspective and your daily email of uh, biblical inspiration. And they also put out the beautiful uh, The Israel Bible. That's right, The Israel Bible, theisraelbible.com. And you just type in coupon code Yishai, boom, you get a Bible from God, but just a little <laughs> bit cheaper. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, so check out uh, theisraelbible.com, uh, the uh, and that's part of the israel365.com family. And of course, uh, how I would be quite remiss if I did not uh, let you know about the Hebron Fund, which is the organization, our, our funding arm for uh, building, defending, beautifying, and helping, uh, educating about, and bringing tourism to Hebron, the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, and the wonderful community that keeps that place open. What a schut, what a great merit it is for me. Uh, to have to have anything to do with it and, and also to even be the spokesman that's really kind of cool 
and sometimes I pinch myself. Ow! I'll pinch um, you if you want. No thanks. Um, better instead that you flower like the almond uh, that you are, Malka. You thank bring you. peace to the world through <laughs> your your being. And I want to thank you. I also want to thank Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Yocheved, Tabitha, and Lou when we're when we're live for producing the show and helping it get get out to the world and to your podcast reader. I want to ask you to give us a five-star rating at least, okay, at least five stars, and share it also with your friends, uh, and consider donating either through to our projects, and we are very busy with projects, uh, and we need your hard-earned money to keep building Chevron and other things that we're doing. Uh, so go to yishaifleischer.com forward slash donate, and you could also buy me a coffee. You would you would buy me a coffee if you saw me in the street, so go to uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash uh, Yishai to uh, purchase a cup of coffee. That would be really nice. It's like a cup of coffee, but it's really a donation for the show. Yes, these these our donors are so dear to us um, because they're our friends and our real supporters, which is so meaningful, um, and because they really keep this operation going, and so they are just absolutely instrumental, and we really want to thank <clears throat> them so much. Uh, but what? I want to reach out to the person who is like, I don't know, money's tight right now. I don't know if I can do it. And I just want to say, if you can share the show, if you can put the link up on your social media, if you can tell a friend about it, if you can take a second and do a rating, that stuff costs zero dollars or zero shekels or zero coffees. And it really makes a difference. That's right. I want to thank our friend Krista for, for buying us a yes, lot of so great much. coffees. Thank you very much. It makes a big difference. And I also want to thank the Michel family. That's right. Uh, who are great supporters of the show. They send me gorgeous <coughs> pictures from Switzerland. Foof. That's right. And we want to send them our love. And there are many others that we want to send our love to. Uh, but we'll stop there uh, today. But there's many more people. I also want to remind you again that this show uh, this week is sponsored by Ari Silverman. Uh, in honor of his father and his brother. Uh, so that's Avraham Yoel Ben Mordechai and Chaim Menachem Yosef Ben Avraham Yoel and they Andy and Joey. should have only good news, happiness, and health. Umayn. Blessings Umayn. from the land of Israel. That's right. Blessings from the land of blessings, Maka. I want to bless you and thank you very much for being on the show. We have one more surprise, a short surprise. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Shabbat Shalom, Maka. Shabbat Shalom. Keep up the great work. Keep up that great Ditto. energy out there. And uh, yeah, and Shabbat Shalom. Yeah. Don't worry. The Ishai Flasher show will be right back. So stay tuned. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer show. Thank you so much for staying along with me here. And I do want to hear from you very much. So please write me an email, Yishai at YishaiFleischer.com. And I want to wish you a Shabbat Shalom. But before we uh, end off, Back by popular demand is our very own Leah Fleischer. Leah, shalom. Shalom. How you doing? Okay. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I think you. I think you know how I am since <laughs> you live in my house. Uh, but but we're and and you you actually came with me to Hebron today because you were on a volunteer day, and you got to volunteer uh, today with um, uh, a nursery slash and no a, a, like a plant nursery. Uh, slash greenhouse slash cafe slash cafe that's right uh, that's the way we do it here slash <laughs> these like russian folks in Kirat arba russian yeah. jews they're 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 pretty great folks right yeah it was awesome it was really amazing what'd you get to do well yeah so first you know watered the plants which took weirdly forever 
So I watered the plants, which took weirdly forever because you have to water them and then you have to like spritz them and wipe them down because they got dust. It's like a whole process. And then we made, we painted beautiful signs for the whole yard. It was really fun. Yeah, you made these beautiful signs. I saw them for the cafe. And these are like 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 older Russian Jews yeah. who found a piece of land in Kiryat Arba and they're really just like beautifying this place and making it into like a cafe and making it into a a a a, a plant nursery. And, the, and this is the, this is the word of the day. Maka, are you listening? There's the word of the day today. Okay. What's the word of the Cactus, day? Cactusia. <laughs> Cactusia. Everybody just say Cactusia out there. Cactusia. Okay. I don't know why. Hold the mic nice. Okay. Nice. Cactusia, which is or Cactusia. Is it, what do you th- how do you think he's supposed to say Cactusia. it? Cactusia. Cactusia. What is that? But Russians say Cactusia. Cactusia, <laughs> which is the place of the cactuses. Yeah, the right? little cactus growing place. Okay, there's cactus growing place, and there's little fish there. Yeah. And they're sweet. And you guys talked about all kinds of weird things today, right? Oh, we talked about blimps and science and weather and like how big Russia is. It was really random, awesome things. But since you come from a Russian background family and your grandfather, your male grandfather on the Russian side, which is my side, has passed away and you never really got to meet him. So this was a little bit of like Russian culture, right? Definitely. Like it's really fun to be with Russian people because... I first of all I totally understand them and it, I they also understand me because I have a lot of Russian humor <laughs> and nobody understands it. I'm like I tell my friends like all these jokes and they're like okay and I tell Russians these jokes and they're like ha 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 hilarious. <laughs> so so it's fun being with them and they were just so nice and I had so much fun. And they fed you a lot, right? <laughs> they kept feeding you ice cream and stuff like that. She, I, when I came to pick you up, she offered me ice cream three times. I'm like, no, I'm going I'm to liver cleanse. I, I can't have any ice cream. She's like, okay, but ice cream? I'm like, no, I, I can't have. But maybe so a little bit of ice cream. Oh, like, shoko, no, I can't. Shoko. They always call it coffee, but they mean shoko. It's, it's weird. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, coffee? I'm like, coffee? They're like, coffee. And I'm like, no. They're like, they show me a shoko bag. They're like, coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was just amazing and we painted and we talked and um i got to learn about all kinds of plants and which ones like water which ones don't it was really really interesting mm-hmm. okay and you are now uh, finishing up um eighth grade yep. although school was uh school's been canceled for two <laughs> days in a row because of school strikes but you're finishing up and you have a big play i think a lot of people out there don't know what it's like for a young person to finish up uh, like grade school here in Israel, what what's it like? Is it like emotional? And what do you guys have to do? Like you have like a like a big play you're putting on and other things. Like tell me a little bit about that. Um. Well, eighth grade. Yeah, it's like an ending for you know the whole school process, which is a big emotional thing. And you know you made friends, and that's a big thing. But like, there's so many things that happen. There's a school play. There's school yearbooks. There's um, we like create gifts for teachers, gifts for the school. It's like a whole process. It's also a lot of um, what did you call it? Asak aviratsov kurs, the like the 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 feel like um, how would you describe it? Where you just where you just it, um, it, it comes from. It comes from <laughs> the army. It means like. People like don't care as much anymore, so they're not yeah. going to school. Cause Nobody's they're, they're, coming to school on time. Right. Like girls will pop up at eleven. They're like, "I made it on time today," <laughs> and like and like, 
girls some girls are like coming at 11 some girls are leaving nobody cares the teachers don't care and it's a really actually a really nice feeling because everybody feels so like it's like no it's a lot less restrictions like there's a lot less of that gruel that line between the teachers and the students and it's like a more connected to one another which makes it really interesting you get to learn a lot of things about teachers in this time like I got to learn that my sport teacher is actually an artist which is like a totally insane thing I never thought about. Um, but you just learn all kinds of things, and it's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What am I doing? Like you have a, tell me about your play and about your yearbook. Tell me about the stuff that you are doing yourself. Okay, so when it comes to the play, I actually do not want to tell you because it's somewhat of a surprise till Sunday. But uh, the play is called Higat uh, Malchut, you know, the point in, in the, um, the book of Esther, where Mordechai's like, maybe for this reason you came to royalty right before uh, the f- the fast, and so it's about it's about uh, achayut. Achayut in English is responsibility, right? Um, so it's about responsibility, and there's a lot of different parts and a lot of components to this uh, act, and uh, it's really fun because as we got older with the years, the teachers put more of the artistic ideas in our hands. So we create the dances, we create the songs. Well, there's no songs in this one, but um, we create the backdrops, all the things, and it's really, really fun. And then I'm also in charge of the graphic design for the school yearbook, which is really fun because I also get to go over all the little jokes and memes and stuff that we're putting in it. So I get to see everything uh, before everybody, which is really fun. What else? Yeah, I'm also in Hakaratatov, which is where we write beautiful notes for the teachers for the end of the year with um, little thank you cards, sort of. That's a lot of stuff. I don't remember eighth grade being like that for me. I, I don't I don't remember eighth grade that much at all, really. But uh, that's like a lot of that's like a lot of uh, cool stuff that you get to do. Yeah. And you get to do this volunteering. You also, at the same time, are um, in Taekwondo. Yeah. And you just had a big show. And it's it's actually, our Taekwondo is mixed boys and girls. Well, not exactly. Right? It's more like there are boys classes, girls classes. Right. But the show was boys and girls together because we, we couldn't have like separate shows you wore your uh taekwondo uh uniform yeah plus a skirt like a black yeah. skirt so usually i just wear my normal and, and a lot of people noticed and uh, my good friend avi abelo uh israel pulse and ge- generally people know avi abelo is so avi abelo told me your daughter has proven that she's even more of a warrior because it takes it's more of a a, a warrior to to dress modestly uh, and to get out there and show the world that you're not willing to bend on these values uh, more than the the fighting itself, which you did a great job and broke stuff and all kinds of stuff <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Um, I usually, when I go to Taekwondo, I wear like normal workout clothes plus skirt, you know, long sleeves and everything. Right. And I never wear the, we have very baggy pants and very baggy shirt plus belt which makes it very difficult to be with a skirt because altogether it makes it very hard to kick. Also, your movements don't look as good because it's just all, like, covered up. Um, so I usually do not wear my uniform, but, you know, it was a show, so we all had to wear it. Um, and this was my first time in, like, ever wearing my uniform plus skirt. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool. But, like, 
when you grow up on values that it doesn't make you feel weird or different because this is just the way you grew up this is the way it works um so it was really cool and i found a good skirt that went with my outfit obviously <laughs> and uh, and that also worked for me so i was able to kick and break and you know I thought you pulled it off really great, and <laughs> and I've also sparred with you a little bit, and it's just like uh, amazing to me. I'm very proud of Taekwondo that they've taught you uh, to really be a strong Jewish woman and a Jewish fighter, and that's very very important. Um, and and you just have the ability to defend yourself or defend others, and I think that's that's really great and it's important. And, and hats off to your amazing teacher at Sion. Oh my gosh, who is like to me? What do I what what do I always say about him? He's my rabbi. I say he's he's a rebbe. I say he's a rebbe. He's a rebbe. He's a great teacher. He's a great teacher. He's a a total expert and he's amazing. But he's not just an expert in Taekwondo. He's an expert in teaching. Yeah, definitely. He's a great teacher. Mm -hmm. That's not the same as being a great Taekwondo fighter. Yeah. That's like a different thing. Yeah, he's an amazing teacher. He's also really sensitive. He like, he, he, if I feel like I am having a weird Taekwondo emotional breakdown, which happens... Once in a while, because right. <laughs> you're sweating and you're like, and you're working hard, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh, I'm not good enough." <laughs> so he'll sit with you and he'll talk with you and he'll show you the right things and he'll help you get stronger. And he really just wants you to get better and get far. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, and I, I think I think it also, you know, how, how does this? How do you think this uh, comes together with Emunah Bashem and uh, and uh, like like how does it come together? Like how does this stuff? How does eighth grade? and taekwondo and volunteering like how does that come together with 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 your with your belief in hashem and um just how what's it like to be a a little young jewish not so little (laughs) bigger than your mom (laughs) jewish kid what's that like um well you know related to the eighth grade and like and finishing up in emuna and that it's like it's sort of there's a weird emuna is faith yeah. Yeah. So weirdly it's like there it's not just like faith in Hashem and that, but it's also the faith of the teachers and the parents in the kids themselves, which is like it's almost the same thing if you really think about it, right? Like Hashem is compared to a father, right? And so it's like they they that they allow these children they like they're like wow you finished eighth grade now move on you get to pick what school you go to you're the one who's choosing you're the one who's gonna choose what megama which is um what's how do you say megama in English Marco over Ma, there megama focus yeah the no fo- there's yeah, yeah. Major. major yes right. yes your high school yeah yeah major in in Israel you like kind of major in high school for stuff right yeah mm-hmm. you major at in at least one thing in uh-huh. high school. And this trust that the teachers and parents have in the children to make their own choices and really related to the show that we're putting on is like a chayut. Um, it's, it's a really big deal that like all this, all this is put, put on our shoulders. Let's now. translate a responsibility. Oh my gosh, I am not yeah. good at that. <laughs> You're fine at that. You're just tired. <laughs> And you yeah. were you were you were out on the uh, out I was in, in the, the sun all was day. in the sun all day yeah and also uh, we came home and we had to uh, we had to bury uh, Beasley <sighs> Beasley Beasley the uh, the hamster Beasley the hamster yeah that's right there's Yissi's here also Israel hi Yissi yeah we hear him in the background <laughs> okay that's right so be quiet for a second okay 
And that's right. Uh, yeah, the, that's right. We had a, we had a death in the family, uh, but it was okay. It was it was just his time. Did you and did you guys already talk about Beasley the hamster? We talked about it. We talked about the funeral, the whole thing. Uh, and, shh, we're on radio that's now. That's not true. I cried too. Either 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 yeah. you want to say something on the microphone like you like like you mean it, or you or don't say anything at all. All right. Uh, you want to say something on the microphone? You're, I let you, but you have to say no. nicely. No, see that that I don't let. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, fine. Uh, Lev Fleischer, uh, we want to wish you a lot of success in this upcoming uh, period, and uh, and when you when you when you make decisions, including the decision of which high school you're going to and all that kind of stuff, you know you really need guidance. They don't they don't talk enough about decision making. Okay. They don't talk about the decision making in terms of uh, in terms of how hard it is to make a good decision in life, yeah. how important it is to make decisions. The decisions that you take uh, really really take you on a path the high school that you take yeah. and that decision at the crossroads uh of life it it takes you to the next place takes you to the next place and it de- and it decides your life yeah so the decisions are very very important and one of the things that i didn't hear when i was when i was a young person uh, and i but i do say to you is that uh we really need to pray to make yeah. decisions and we need to get used to praying to make for to make small decisions Definitely. You know, and then afterwards, uh, you make big decisions. Which high school you go to is actually a big decision. Yeah. Uh, it was like a really big thing in school. Like for four months, girls would like go from one girl to another. Like, did you choose yet? Did you choose yet? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Am I going to get upset? Ex- accepted? Sorry. It was like such a big deal. It was like, um, it was, it was, it, there was so much pressure on everybody. And it was like a whole half of the year practically of this choosing and it was such a long thing because we needed to choose and the high schools had to choose and then the teachers had to choose who they wanted it was like a whole thing the teachers had to choose what they had to um they had a school would go to our teacher like if a school was like thinking about one of the girls they would go to the teacher and ask her to tell things about us and the teacher oh, 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 was oh, also if they were really considering you for to be accepted. They, they would, would they go, would interview the te- the teacher a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it was like, and the teacher also would have to be like, if she thinks this is the right school, it was like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Really, this year I realized there was like so much more decisions in life than you'd think. Like even tiny decisions, like like tiny things, like when I was trying to go to um, a different high school to see. I like I didn't know if I should go on the bus or take this or or ask for a ride. It was like different things that like tiny decisions, but like they made you think and they made you think hard. Like, and then some things were bigger than others that like made me upset or make made me cry. And I had to like, you had to build yourself up for decisions, That's even right. if they're really small. That's right. I make a lot of decisions every day, and it is it is tiring. It is yeah. it is definitely it's a muscle. Decision making is a muscle. And at the same time, it's it, you really, you know, you really have to have the interplay between faith and Hashem, asking Him for guidance, and at the same time being aggressive mm-hmm. and making those decisions and like taking it in your own hands and being like, God has put me into this world to make these decisions, and I got to do it. That's and the hardest part. I got to be takif. for me the hardest part. Like I'll make a decision and I'm like, I did the wrong decision. I'm so I'm so silly. This is a bad idea. That's the hardest for, part for me is to accept my decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ma- Leah Fleischer. I was gonna say Maka, but uh, it's Leah Fleischer. <laughs> that's, that's not the same person. We want to thank you so much. Almost. Yes, almost. Right? <laughs> almost just so, just that's that right. far away. We want to thank you very much for joining us, and we want to wish you a lot of success uh, in the summer, and then in high school. 
and uh, be be matzlicha, and you're going to go to high school in Yerushalayim, uh, and we'll see how that goes, Bizrat Hashem. We hope well, uh, and uh, we really want to bless you, and I, I know the listeners want to bless you uh, for continued successful life, and we want you to to bless the listeners as well. Yeah, man, it just everybody just should have like a lot of success. We should move into a year of like. Have a good memshala year of uh, a lot of atzachav briut. Can I just translate here because you're yeah. you're speaking you're speaking Hebrew here, <laughs> so you're saying you're 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 blessing that we should have a good governance, a good government. Uh, what is you say a lot of atzachav success and health as well. Health is Safta says health is the biggest thing, most important thing. That's right, of course, because 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 health is the is the. Uh, a pillar on which you could do every other thing. Yeah. So health is is something that we pray for, and, and that's something that that is a regular prayer in Judaism, which we we pray for people's health. And there's a lot of people, even listeners to the show. Everybody's got issues, and and then they have family and loved ones that have issues. So we pray for you here uh, out from Israel. Of course, you can send me names for prayer, and you could dedicate the show uh, to to healing uh, of of anybody. In this case today, Leah, we have actually a very happy dedication to the show. Ooh. I like happy things. Uh, that's right. We have uh, we have today's dedication is to Andy and Joey Silverman, okay, uh, Avram Yoel ben Mordechai and Chaim Menachem Yosef ben Avram Yoel, and that's dedicated by their son and brother, Ari Silverman, good friend of mine. Uh, so and we miss him as well. So there you go, uh, and we bless his family as well. And thank you so much for being part of our family. Thank you for literally being part of my family. Uh, and thank you thank you to all the good folks out there, all the friends uh, that are out there around the world. And thank you very much to the people that make this show uh, possible, uh, including Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, Yocheved, and Lou, uh, when we're live uh, for producing the show. And lots of love to you folks, wherever you are. Labatzion, have a Shabbat Shalom. Oh, you know Labatzion? It's also uh, the Shabbat right before my birthday. That's oh my right. Gosh. This Shabbat is the Shabbat before my do birthday. You have, do you have anything you, you want to do? I, I, do you have a uh, little, no? I, little... I, I, I don't know if I want to do anything special. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, wait I, wait. I, when I is your birthday? It's on it's on Monday. Sunday oh night, Monday. Oh my gosh! Monday. It's like we could do a whole summer thing because summer's right like this next week. What's a summer thing? Like a summer vacation thing because no, it's, we don't have time. There's yes, too many do. things going on at work, and you There's guys have to be in school. Aren't you supposed to be in school next week? Hopefully, till Thursday, and then it's over. There you go. Exactly. So after that, we could talk. In any case, happy so birth- happy birthday to me, and <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to you. <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> And lots of blessings to everybody out there around the world uh, from us here in Judea, from uh, between Jerusalem uh, and Hebron, and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Uh, write us an email, yishayandyishayfleischer.com, and only good things, uh, and only brachot, and good decisions, and good blessings, and good food, and good health, uh, and light, and good governance, good decision-making. It's not simple out, it's not simple out there. There's definitely challenges out there. Good, good pets' health. Okay, we remember our yeah. uh, our Beasley. Beasley. God bless him. He didn't. He 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 didn't. He died in Sevatova in, in, in a good old good, age. Yeah, that's right. He, he was a whole two years old. That's right. He lived that's well. Old. He lived for, well. He like, passed that's away like well. Ninety five and in, maybe ninety eight in hamsters. He lived a good <laughs> hamster life, and, and 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 may we live to a, a ripe old age, but not before seeing Mashiach and the Beit Hamikdash. Amen. And then Tchiat Then we don't have to worry about death at all. Yeah. All right, folks, more great nice. stuff is on the way. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected. Lots of love and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. And shalom.
The Land of Israel Network is your connection to Israel and the Jewish world. Listen to our show hosts, Ari Abramowitz, Jeremy Gimpel, Eve Perrow, Josh Haston, Mike Foyer, Yishai Fleischer, and more. Keeping you up to date on news, politics, and spirituality. That's the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Broadcasting the truth and beauty of Israel to the world.